Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine Podcast Radio. You're about to listen to an episode of Tech Done Different Podcast with Ted Harrington. Do you follow the pack or challenge the status quo? Join Ted as he explores how to succeed by going against conventional wisdom. You'll hear leaders in technology and security tell stories about how they achieve their success by doing things differently. Knowledge is power. Now, more than ever. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Tech Done Differently. I am your host this week, Ben Schmerler. Ted is in travel limbo at the moment, so I'm going to be hosting uh, this one solo. With me today is our guest, Michael Getzman. Michael works in financial technologies, and he's also he also runs CypherCon. Welcome, Michael. Uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, Ben. Uh, glad to be here. Great. Really happy to have you. I was really excited to get to know you on our little intro a couple weeks ago. Tell me a little bit about CypherCon and some of the stuff uh, you guys do there. Yeah, so CypherCon is a hacker conference in the state of Wisconsin. We're on our sixth year, you know, over a thousand attendees. And for Wisconsin, that makes us the, like the largest technology conference in the state. Wow. Um, a lot of our friends in Minnesota have, have asked us to come over there and start a new event. So I'm announcing SecretCon. So SecretCon is um, a hacker meets privacy. Like we all have secrets. Like how do we how do we maintain those secrets, right? So Wisconsin and Minnesota hacker conferences is been my thing lately. That's really neat. And tell me a little about, you know, one of the things you talked about early was sort of the reputation of hackers and conferences and futurism to have this kind of cyberpunkish dystopian view of it. Would you like to elaborate on that a little bit? I think the audience will find that interesting. Yeah. So, you know, when you think hackers, right? Like, so I got little skulls on my, on my shirt right now, right? Oh, you think, you think cyberpunk, right? Yeah. And, and I was like, like, why, why did hackers associate with cyberpunk? And it's the, you know, the, the mix of like this dystopian future. And, and I, I came to the conclusion that like cyberpunk is dead, like, like it's really cool. And, and, but it, it's, it's outdated. Like even the dark ages had culture and, it, mm-hmm. and that had to die too. So like cyberpunk came from a movement in the eighties that was like, everybody was scared of the cold war and like everybody thought that there was going to be this gritty, dangerous times. Right. Like I think being a new emerging area of cybersecurity and cyber war and, and hackers being counterculture to that, we grasp onto this like cool symbols of skulls and, yeah. and um, you know, the underground. Right. And like, it's starting to get like, to me, like it's still cool, but I'm growing out of that. And I'm like, do we really want to like fight, fight the system or do we want to build and create a better world that we actually want to live in? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, it's funny when you brought it up, I thought about the, you know, the numerous pieces of media, like uh, the video game, cyberpunk or maybe blade runner, And, you know, I do find this stuff fascinating to think about futurism and what people think the future is going to be like. And there's sort of an overwhelming amount of dystopian stuff. And while it is fascinating, it can be, I think, maybe a little fatiguing to the mind to have to deal with just thinking about the future in such in such negative terms. Yeah. Um, Like, so that's what I'm trying to overcome. Right. mm -hmm. Like, like we should fight evil governments and, and we, but we should also guide them and vote and, and, and uh, try to guide it the right direction. And I feel like our community, at least in the last five years 
has starting starting to realize that like once vote hacking village came out it's like okay let's stop the corruption oh okay now we're pretty good at lowering the corruption now how do we guide things on the direction we're looking for right and then corporations and and like i say this like tongue-in-cheek and and dangerous because the attendees watching this are are in corporate environments but we also need to stop like sucking on the teats of evil corporations hoping that we survive by dealing with the evilness right yeah and we should turn that conversation around of decentralizing having competition and 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 creating our own ways of making stuff like we're makers just as much as breakers right yeah but to me it would always seem like the dystopian nature of it should rather than be this fantasy it should be sort of a clarion call for us to figure out how do we avoid this stuff how do we make things a little bit better you know the whole idea of technology was to to make a better life for people not <laughs> This miserable future where everything is dank and and decrepit and sad. Um. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like so. So the direction I'm taking things is a, an artistic movement, and it's called solar punk, right? And you're like, well, wait, like, why is solar punk? That that sounds like you know, solar panels and energy, you know. But it's not just that. It's a it's a movement, right? It's just a mm-hmm. name. Solar punk is. You know, the the same things that our our elders from the cyberpunk were mm. pushing of value the values of counterculture, of mm. ingenuity and freedoms and independence and and fighting for justice, right? But like we're adding on a more futuristic look of that of how do we create balances of technology with the life we want to live? Like, do we want to be in concrete bunkers? Or do we want to be in lush gardens, right? <laughs> yeah. You can see that oftentimes with urbanists too, you know, people who talk about, you know, a future beyond climate change and things where you have these very futuristic cities with green spaces and things like that. And I know it's it's definitely a world I would rather see uh, than the one that people are forecasting for us. Did How did, do you know anything about that term solar punk? Was that something you created or is that something that's no. sort of popularized? So solar punk, I'm guessing it's been around since the 90s. I'm not well researched on the origins of it. It started off as like a literary, like like artistic art, uh, like the art scene and, and and authors creating creating these fantasy worlds, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I, I look at it and I'm like, that's the future I want. Like uh, a, a prime example of that is Epcot at Disney World, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so 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 here's a mix of like potentially evil corporation, like the mouse crushes everybody, but yet they're looking at this future of glass domes and gardens, and we grow our own food, and they have like um, behind the scene tours where you can go look at here's what the future should look like, right? An example of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Well, like, that's the life I want to live, not in a bunker, not not like post-apocalyptic. Like, I still want to use computers, but I want to use them, you know, use sensors and use operational technologies to like make, make things more beautiful. Let's elevate society, right? Let, let's pivot to that a little bit. So, you know, we do a lot of work, I know, in IoT, and obviously that's an intersection between security and technology and, exactly. and futurism. I mean, how do you think that IoT and smart cities can sort of contribute to like a solar punk reality where we're actually benefiting from these things and looking at technology with maybe less of a skeptical, when are the robots going to take us over view <laughs> and more of a, how can the robots make our lives better view? Yeah. So, 
my background, I was at Cushman and Wakefield up until the pandemic hit. And then everybody was getting rid of commercial real estate. And, and Cushman and Wakefield, if you're not familiar, has has uh, management of skyscrapers. Hmm. And uh, smart cities come into play. And what is smart city? That just means a lot of IoT devices, right? Yeah. So smart city, you you can start embracing automation. You can you can turn blinds so sunlight comes in. You can close blinds to keep cold out, right? On the very simple principles. You can have capacity in rooms. You can have automation of energy efficiencies, right? You can have skyscrapers talk to other skyscrapers and see if you can if you can turn on maybe a, a centralized or decentralized systems of like say air conditioning, for example, right? right. And once you started embracing you know, sunlight coming into a building. Now you can have like plant life inside the building. You can do humidity control. You can have sensors in each plant and say, hey, these need to be watered, right? Mm -hmm. Overall efficiencies increase across the board using computers and aligning with lifestyle, right? Same thing can be done at your home, right? For cheap, like very simple stuff. Get little smart sensors you plug into your your outlets, and now you know what your devices are chewing down on power, right? And data and knowledge are power. Once you have that data flowing in, you can figure out how do you automate some of this stuff. So yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I want to ask you for some advice. So I, I'm I'm really fascinated by your mission, and I, I if you can't already tell by creating a, a more optimistic view of the future. I just think that that's a really good thing. And and we talk, I guess, maybe as humans, we're drawn to negativity. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, exciting, all, right? Yeah. Like it, It's like eat popcorn while you're watching the world fall apart. You're just yeah. hoping it doesn't get as close to you as like, it could someday, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a, a combination of schadenfreude and, and uh, a number of other things. I, I was going to ask you, so, you know, you're, you're trying to do this with, with CypherCon. What, would, what advice would you give other cons, uh, you know, people who organize cons that are either touching security or technology or something to sort of create a more optimistic future? What are the types of things that you know, either activities or messaging or, or maybe, you know, icons or whatever that you, you think you can do to, to, to sort of create that image. Yeah, no, I like that question. And it's a difficult question, right? Cause it's, it's a, that's why I asked it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's why I'm here. So I haven't heard a lot of this being spoken about, right. Of a more optimistic direction or more cyberpunk future. It's really difficult. Like I look at like our our entertainment and there's a movie called There Will Be Blood, right? And there's there's like these smokestacks with fire shooting out and they're big manly men like yeah. like you know like like you know coal coal marks on the face or oil marks and we're like yeah macho right? great movie extremely dark <laughs> yeah it's 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 dark yeah. and it's like that's what cyberpunk is it's dark and I'm like, okay, what, what, what do I foresee the future being? It's like, okay, electric vehicles, like, you know, there's particular names that come to mind that are electric vehicles and like, no, nah, let's not like just box that into one, one mentality. It's yeah. like, it's a lot bigger than that. It's the future. And then, you know, then I looked, I, I looked at my lawnmower and I'm like, all right, like that's, that's gas too. I'm like, cool. There's some really efficient and, and the use cases of a lawnmower needs to be strong. Let's get electric lawnmower, right? Like it just like slowly adds on itself. Now your question was, how does this apply to conferences? That's harder, right? Because like mm -hmm. you still want to have that like cool factor. It's a social area, and let's be honest, like being being a hippie hacker, 
Like people aren't ready for that. Yeah. But they're really close. Like maybe in five years, people are like, you know what? Like solar panels are cool. Right. Yeah. You you know, it's, (laughs) I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I was just going to say, it's possible that maybe just being aware of the, the image that they're creating with these cons, with the, with dark stuff, uh, you know, one thing that uh, Ted mentioned to me, and I don't really think I noticed it until I, until it was pointed out was that there's an overwhelming view and security of the hacker with the the black hoodie that they wear over their head and their face is hidden. You can't see anything in their face. You just see this, this, this visage <laughs> of someone. And then we go out and we want to say that we're going to be an ethical hacker, that we're going to help people with security, except we have this extremely a dark image. So we try to avoid that stuff. It's not, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make you seem like an ally when you're, when you're draped in secrecy and, and uh cloak and dagger and such. So, um, so I get it. It's, it's a, like, like I'm wearing a shirt with skulls on it almost as kind of a joke. Right. And that's what it's become. It's become yeah. this role playing of, Hey, we're the dark underground. And that's, that's that independence. And that's that we're fighting for freedoms and F society and right. But we can still do all that, but, but put on positive outlooks, like, 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 like freedoms, right. Freedom, real freedom to me is like my electrical system disconnected from the grid. Like, Mm. like, like F you, F you, uh, <laughs> uh, utilities, right? Like you're not going to increase my rates. <laughs> yeah. But you're solving a problem. I mean, fundamentally speaking, you're creating something you're, you're exactly. making, you're moving forward. You're moving in a positive direction. And when you really think of technology and you go back to the cores, it's energy, right? Like, like it's, it's, it's it, it, um, solar panels are g- generating me talking to you uh, on this device that's connected to a grid of everybody else. Right. That's awesome. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's like a vibe, vibrant future that I think we should embrace. So as a conference organizer, I'm trying to blend biotech and nature together. So I'm hoping CypherCon becomes the first like renewable resources of uh, hacking village, right? Like it's IOT devices, but let's focus a little bit more on agricultural. Let's focus more on uh, energy and like, like what are better ways to, to look at those cores? Yeah, absolutely. Right? We, like we have, so I was one of the handful of organizers for DEF CON's first biohacking village. So it's, 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 it's like been an evolution of going from like biohacking to hacking my surroundings. Right. Mm -hmm. I think we can put our dystopian apocalyptic nightmares behind us and and like, like set aside these gore fantasies and start looking at like, how do we actually elevate to a life we really want? Yeah. It does seem like sometimes people miss the message of these dystopian fantasies (laughs) instead of, (laughs) instead of, instead of a cautionary tale, they see it as a cool one. Yeah, like we're supposed to be fighting against that, embracing <laughs> it, right? Like, and so, um, the the dark colors, like the purples and and the the blacks for sure, right? And the dark blues, it's really hard to change your mentality and maintain that masculinity when you're having these like light blue, sky blues, and greens, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of these movements that I I don't expect to catch on like in the short term. But I feel much more comfortable sleeping at night to kind of like push a positive message of a building while while also fighting for our freedoms. This might be a sort of a evolution of, you know, hacking and technology and and computer nerds and such (laughs) and such, you know, it very much growing up for me, 80s, 90s. 
very much a counterculture thing is that if you were into these things, you were not necessarily in the mainstream, you're outside of it. It had its own little independence and uniqueness to it. In fact, it would even be the type of thing where if somebody was really good with a computer, it might be, hey, be nice to that guy because, you know, <laughs> they know what they're doing with their computer. They're going to hack you or something like that. You know, that's the image. And I was wondering if maybe you think that as things, as sort of coding and cybersecurity and technology awareness and our usage of it and IoT and all this stuff grows and becomes more mainstream. Is this sort of the growing pains of technology that for, in order for it to become more mainstream and accepted by all, we need to embrace a little bit more of a holistic, positive vision that maybe so so solar punk has? Yeah, I think you're dead on. It's a maturity thing. Like we, we grew up in a society that computers weren't considered cool. It was the jocks that were playing, playing, you know, there's, there's movies like revenge of the nerds and <laughs> like, like, and now data and knowledge are like highly sought after. Like the people making six figures are in our industry, right? Like yeah. here we are, we were, we had the foresight that this was the future and maybe, maybe deep down inside we're, we're, we're still frightened. And, and that is evident in this imposter syndrome, right? Yeah, like, definitely. How do we come off as like masculine enough to like to to walk in front of the boardroom and say like, hey, here's what's happening. Here's our strategic direction. Here's how we tactically approach things like we have to come off as like strong. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and knowledgeable. Confident. And and like when you when you show up in a, like light colors and stuff like that, everybody's like mm, like hippies. Like that's is that weak? Like art art like like we don't value art in society. Well, we should like, like, absolutely, you know, like, and, and it's, it's almost hilarious. It goes full circle. Like the, the vibe in cyberpunk came from artistic movies and direction. So like, why do we lowbrow at art and, and new directions and, and futuristic, you know, ideas? Yeah. I mean, so, it's becoming a little trite uh, to, to go with some of these themes at this point. It's not as cool as it once was your, your, your opposer now. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and I think you were dead on in that, like, why, why am I doing this? It's like, I'm, I'm starting to realize that the counterculture to what was the counterculture is now my counterculture. So like I'm embracing mm -hmm. art and, and, and sciences and biological, you know, mixes of mechanical to to like uh, a universe a universe that i really want to see right like it's 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 exciting i don't see everybody catching on immediately right yeah well, one of the great things about working in this industry and i'm i'm sure you'll agree is that this is an industry of change and there's always something new going on and the fact that we don't know what's happening to me is intriguing in and of itself i have uh, another question for you so i asked you the tough question i'll give you sort of an easier one to end it come up with one piece of advice so i talked to you i said what would you advise someone who's organizing a con surrounding this but let's yeah. be a little bit more broad in general what's something that the average person can do to try and move towards like a, a solar punk future or try to improve this image just an every everyday person maybe all they use their computer for, you know they have their iphone they like <laughs> to check their email maybe they play you know, a, a game or something like that, just an average person, maybe not exactly like you and I. <laughs> yeah. So really great question. Like I, I'm going to give you like a cop-out answer and then a real answer. Okay, so the cop-out answer is just research solar punk and research like op optimistic ways you can use technology to improve lives. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and look around your organization you work at. Like if you're in healthcare, how, how can you use tech to improve healthcare? Right. 
So apply the philosophy of solar punk and, and wake up every day saying like, I'm going to move the future forward. Not, not like stay in my bunker and, and like fight the system. <laughs> Don't be stagnant. Don't accept things as they are. Yeah. And uh, so that's my cop-out answer. So do your research, understand how to move things forward. A real answer is take care of yourself and your family, right? Like literally the easiest thing you can do is just go to the doctor and get a checkup. Like put in new air filters in your house. Mon like, do you know how much your house uses on an average day worth of power, right? Simple stuff. Put a plant in your house, right? Like start imagining what that life is that would be perfect and then make it happen. Like will it into existence, right? Yeah, a lot of people want to wait for things to change around them, but you sort of have to be the person that initiates the change for those things to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me. I really uh, appreciate this conversation. I could go on all day about this. Uh, why don't you give give me one thing to leave with the audience? What's one thing that people can take away from this before we uh, wrap up? So all good movements and all good new philosophies take a community, right? So get involved in your community, whatever that community is, and, and don't take like there's a lot of people in our community that show up to these events and try me, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So so it's okay the first time when you show up and it's like a little bit about you because you're there to like learn your knowledge, mm -hmm. but it should eventually start ticking over to volunteering. It should be ticking over to presenting and it should be doing podcasts, right? It should be elevating society and giving back to our community that's given to you is key to elevating everybody. So, so that's that's my message at the end is go out and do something and, and elevate people around you. Awesome. That's a great message. I really appreciate it. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, how can people reach you? So you can you can Google my name and I'm right, everywhere. Great. Right? <laughs> we'll put some other contact information for you on uh, the website too. So thanks everybody for joining us today. Really appreciate it. If you appreciate this conversation, want to hear more from Michael, uh, you can go to tedharrington.com slash podcast. Uh, again, thank you so much, Michael. We'll talk uh, more. All right. See you later. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tech Done Different Podcast with Ted Harrington. If you learned something new and this conversation made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.